Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. Throw Sanders got there. Touchdown. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. Hey guys, John here. Well, uh, a lot's happened since we recorded this this morning on uh, Friday. So Terrence and I talked a lot about Deshaun Watson and just kind of the things there. And, you know, obviously where the Saints go probably is is Team Jameis, right? And I think that was some of the things we talked a lot about in the offseason so far. But at any rate, let me just put that disclaimer out there that before you listen to today's episode – that we uh, had a lot of extensive talk with Deshaun Watson and weighed in. So thanks, guys, for all the support. Enjoy. And welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm John Hendricks alongside Terrence Copper. Um, well, <laughs> it's been a week. I'll just say that. Uh, you know, we're sitting here. We're, we're talking a lot about, you know, free agency, the new league year rolling around. And, and clearly the Saints have no big storylines going on right now, Terrence. Things are so quiet just like they always are with New Orleans. There's just nothing happening right now. <laughs> you know, it, this this time of year is crazy for a lot of teams, a lot of players uh, with free agency going on, because uh, usually it's about two or three waves of free agencies. You know, the first wave, you usually have your high-profile guys going. Then the second wave, you usually have, you know, your – your second tier guys and your third wave, you have your, your third tier guys going through when it comes to free agency. So it's crazy right now, man. And it has been crazy. Well, and look, let me ask you this too, and start there kind of, you, I mean, you've done the whole free agency thing. You've done this whole entire thing. I mean, what's it like mm-hmm. just sitting there waiting, not knowing, because I know there's a lot of these Saints players. Some of them moved. Some of them have moved on like Marcus Williams has moved on. Garrett Griffin's moved on. I mean, they're going to be more, but you know, for those guys that are just kind of waiting to see. And I mean, I know I've talked to some agents and they've said that, Hey, most of this stuff after the draft, that's when they'll probably have more interest in them and stuff. But you know, what's that kind of like, and do you just, do you buy into it? Or are you just kind of like, well, I'll just wait till I get a phone call. You know, you know what? It's different for different people. So the weight is different for different people, for different type of uh, caliber players, that weight is different. So you take a guy that's a high profile guy, you know, that weight for him is different. He know he's going to get paid. He just don't know how much and he don't know where, but he knows he's going to get that money somewhere. He's going to get a big payday somewhere. Then you take a guy like prime example. I use myself as, for example, I was a, a reserve receiver, a big-time special teams guy. I was more of the waiting like, well, dang, where am I going to go if somebody sees my value? You know, so I was hoping more of, you know, okay, I may go somewhere, but I'm just hoping that somebody picks me up. You know, even though I have, I have shown myself and proved myself in the league, but being a journeyman like I was, you know, that weight is a little different than a weight of a guy that has really 
put a ton of numbers up, you know, and has a ton of accolades. So the weight is different, but it's still, it's still, you still, it's a nerve wracking because you want to know what's going to happen, but it's a different type of weight. Folks, it's that time of the year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you're going to have a chance to take home the top prize. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. You know, it's going to be interesting to see because right now, I guess the the big thing. So we'll we'll start with Deshaun Watson, but not before I say, look, man, the Saints did their job in clearing salary cap space, right? <laughs> a yearly yep. thing. Mickey Loomis, Kai Harley, always get it done. You know, I don't want to hear anybody else keep saying the Saints are in cap hell or they can't get it done or how are they going to do this? Because now they're about $30 million under the cap. So they've got room, right, and to do yes. a lot of things. and you know, some of these waves has happened and man, I haven't seen an off season like this where so many people got traded, you know, Devonte Adams getting traded to the Raiders. That's insane to me. That like, shot. You, know, you sit, you buy it. You, you spend all that money on Aaron Rodgers. You trade away your best receiver. What's green Bay going to do? <laughs> that, that shocked me. Uh, and then from my understanding is Devonte Adams wanted to be traded. Yeah. He, crazy, he right? wanted to be traded. So I, I honestly thought when it first broke that he got traded, I was like, oh, my goodness, what Aaron Rodgers going to say about it? Because I feel mm-hmm. like I, at first I felt like, OK, they got Aaron Rodgers to sign back, uh, thinking that Aaron Rodgers thinking that he's still going to have his receiver there, Devontae Adams. And then all of a sudden they trade him. So I didn't know if anything fishy or flaky was going on in that situation. But then to come to find out uh, it was already in the works of him getting traded. So, I don't know. I think it's a great pickup for for the Raiders. I just don't know what the Packers going to do when it yeah, comes no, to no. another receiver. Yeah, it's crazy, and you see this quarterback movement. I mean, let, let's let's just talk about Deshaun Watson, right? Because that's what most everybody's interested in right now. Yes. So, so obviously, this is a week. So we're recording on a Friday, March eighteenth, for anybody that's been curious. But um, last Friday, you know, he's, he's not facing criminal charges, right? And right. then all the floodgates open. You you learn a couple of days later, the Saints and and other Panthers have made trade offers. Then the Saints are in it. The the Colts wanted to get in. Uh, you had the Falcons come in and try to get in on this. You know there was even the 49ers reported interest. But basically, all this saga has come down uh, a week later. We don't have any answers for Watson. We're you know the new league started on Wednesday. The Saints and Falcons. That's what it's down to right now. Um, the mm-hmm. way Atlanta's trying to handle Matt Ryan's contract, I mean, he's the $48 million salary cap responsibility. They push back seven and a half million dollars of his roster bonuses due to Tuesday. You know, everything that looks like basically, I, I think right now, Atlanta's got the lead on it. Atlanta is the one that's the front runner, even though I, mm-hmm. I think it comes down to financials. This is just me talking out loud. I think it comes down to Atlanta just because the financials make more sense. But New Orleans has the better roster. They have the better talent. You know, let's just go through this. What about Atlanta is, is Watson really thinking? Is it just as simple as here's the hometown, I get a chance to play? Or is, is it more the financials? What's your take on this whole entire situation? To me, I don't. 
finance is always going to be an issue, always. I mean, so I, I would never say it's not about the money because you're in the business when it's about the money, you know. But I think a lot of it has to do is with he's from Atlanta. He grew up watching Atlanta Falcons. You know, uh, I think that plays a heavy part in it as well. Because like you said, clearly the Saints have the better roster. They have the better roster, but but Atlanta can come back and say, well, we beat the Saints last year. You know, so, I mean, you, you just don't know, but I think a big part of it is the fact that he is from Atlanta and they have the upper hand because he's from Atlanta. But then again, New Orleans is only, how many hours away from Atlanta? Maybe four? I mean, it's an hour plane ride. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, you it's know, so. about six, seven hours, maybe at most. I'm driving to Atlanta this weekend to go run a Spartan race, so it's not that far. <laughs> I mean, it's not that big but, of a deal. Yeah, but, you know, so I, I think with the money issue part of it, the money part of it, I think Atlanta got an upper hand because of the money. But also they have the upper hand because that's his hometown. You know, so I don't know. It's just, just like you said, Atlanta definitely has the upper hand. But I still think New Orleans, if he comes to New Orleans, he will have a better career than he would if he go to Atlanta. I feel like that's just me. That's my opinion. He's going to be fine wherever he goes. But I think in New Orleans, it's more upside. Right. I, I don't think that, you know, when you go to Atlanta, they still have a lot of question marks. They don't have a, a top receiver. They have Kyle Pitts. Nope. They don't have a running game. Their defense is, is I mean, all it's, it's perfect. It's trash right now. You know what I mean? Yes. They just lost their leading tackler. They what they picked up Casey Hayward in the secondary. I mean, that that's a nice move and all, but you know, there's still a lot of, of things. And look, I don't know. I, I mean, you know Saints and Falcons history, right? And the way right. they're handling this with Matt Ryan kind of unseats me a little bit, right? Because Ryan's a, a guy that's done everything you've asked of him and then some, but I mean, if I'm Matt Ryan, I don't know if I feel a certain type of way or what. I mean, obviously, he could get traded. He can go somewhere else in this whole grand scheme of things. But, you know, I just don't know with this entire thing that, um, I mean, if he goes to Atlanta, the financial responsibility, that I don't think they're a roster that competes this year. Maybe starting next year, that can help. But, man, it's um, – you know, again, you look at the talent level, and again, we're not biased. It's just it's the belief their roster turnover is not much. Yeah, they lost Marcus Williams, but they picked up Marcus May. He's going to be a great fit for this team. Uh, they yep. picked up another pass rush or a defensive lineman, I should say, in Contavia Street from the 49ers. That's a good pickup, too. But, man, um, you know, they still have a lot of offensive questions here. The draft is coming up. I mean, this is a situation now. And a couple on top of that, Jameis Winston, you know, from everything I've heard, the Colts are one of the teams that are interested in him. And, you know, New Orleans had uh, reportedly made an offer to him. I don't think it was much of anything good. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if the Saints don't <laughs> – if they don't get an answer here soon, they may not have a quarterback. And they might have to settle yeah. on a Baker Mayfield or a Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think I like either of that. That's true. And you know what? The crazy thing about it is this whole situation could turn into a situ – I'm talking, I'm talking about Atlanta now. I'm talking about Atlanta first. So – if Atlanta doesn't get him, and let's say he comes to New Orleans, Atlanta may be looking for a quarterback because you don't know what Matt Ryan is thinking. You know, it could he could be feeling a certain way, the same way Baker Mayfield was feeling that the yeah. fact they was trying to get another quarterback. 
you know, so that could really damage the reputation or the relationship between Matt Ryan and Atlanta Falcons. The fact that they're just bringing him in here, trying to get him. And so that means that, you know what, Matt, you are expendable, you know, so mm. it all depends on how he take that as well. It could damage the relationship if they, if they don't get Deshaun Watson, because now he's not, he's not their first priority. He's really, they're really putting Matt Ryan on the back burner. Like you are, you're our second option, you know, and yeah. you've been here your yeah. entire career. You know, so it could go sideways with them as well. And then, like you said, with New Orleans, if we don't get them, we may not have a quarterback as well. So I think both teams, when it comes to the quarterback position, I'm not going to say are are desperate right now, but it's concerning if they don't get Deshaun Watson, either team. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, this is where you're at, and it's – it's Atlanta and New Orleans. But let me ask you this, because a lot of this has been coming up. And again, I, I haven't tried to talk about it much just because it's a it's a sensitive subject. Right. But, you know, mm -hmm. reading between the lines, New Orleans has done their due diligence clearly here. This mm -hmm. move, no matter where he lands, is going to be a PR nightmare just because of the allegations of, of sexual misconduct and, and all this. Right. And so mm -hmm. how does that play in? And, and again, where I mean, where do you fall on this? You know, is this something that you as a as a fan or a player that you like kind of look past or is there some truth in it all? Or where do you feel this kind of goes? Because this is going to follow him no matter what. And this is going to be part of his legacy. I'm just sorry. That's that's just what's going to happen. Well, with me, I feel like if. If he would have paid these women off with these allegations, I feel like that would have followed him a lot more if he would have paid them off to, to make this go away. He didn't pay them off. You know, he didn't get charged. So if you look at the overall big picture of it, if you're looking at the criminal, the criminal part of it, he didn't do anything. And that's one thing as, as, as players and anybody you know, if you go to court for it and you don't get charged for it, you didn't do anything. So that shouldn't continue to follow you if you're not if you're not guilty. You know, and for him, he wasn't guilty of any of it. So they didn't charge him. So for me, I don't think it's going to follow him as much as people think, because he did not get charged and he didn't pay anybody off. You know, so. I mean, I don't I mean, it may have a little bit of lingering effect to him. But I don't think it's going to be as much as 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 drastic as people may think it is. Yeah, and and, and I mean, look, it's twenty two cases. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Twenty two people, and um, I think that's really where the concern is. It, I mean, are you saying twenty two people made this up, or is this twenty two? You know, there's it's a lot that goes into this, right? And it just again, yeah. it's it's you don't want to be dismissive of anything, right? Because that's mm -hmm. what happens when stuff like this comes up. Is that People are like, oh, well, they just said it and it ruins it for the other person. But again, some of the behavior obviously is concerning. And I mean, this guy is 26. He's like, let's put it for lack of a better phrase. He's young and stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm, saying mm -hmm. that I'm 37. I'm still young and stupid. for something, Right. <laughs> so, but this is a completely different thing and offense. And, and again, I, I don't I know New Orleans has navigated a lot. You know, um, you look at the situation with Drew Brees, you look at the situation with the PR stuff and the Catholic church, all these other things that have happened uh, again, I'm not saying that it's, it's something that they sweep under the rug, but I think that they handle it as an organization um, 
and I know that it's going to create a lot of rift, right? I've seen it on, on social media. I've seen it a lot that people are like, I can walk away from this team if they support somebody like this, you know what I mean? And so uh, do you think that's more of a, a gut reaction or do you think that people are, are definitely genuine when they say that? And, and do you understand that? I mean, honestly, everybody has their opinion on certain things and certain things hit people differently. You know, sometimes, you know, fans, they may went through things in their life, their personal life that they connect with how a situation may be when it comes to Deshaun Watson. So they may, you know, they may feel a certain way about it because it's, it personally affects them because they experienced it, maybe not with Deshaun Watson, but maybe in a different manner. So I could see how a fan could get upset about it. But it all goes back to he did not get charged. You know, he didn't take a plea. He didn't pay anybody off. He was not guilty. So that means he didn't do it. So I don't know what else he has to do or have to prove to get people to see, okay, I didn't do it. I mean, we went to court. I didn't do it. I was not guilty. I didn't pay anybody off. You know, I didn't take a plea. I didn't do it. I was not guilty. So I don't know what else, what else has to happen, you know, for people to, to let it go. You know, now if he done something and he got charged for, it could be any charge uh, that, that was associated with what was going on. Then, okay, you might know, you might say, okay, you know, it's something else to it. But if you have that many allegations and you come out with no charges, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you didn't do it. That's how I see it. So I feel like, I mean, you may still have a little bit of backlash, but at the end of the day, he didn't do it. And and even in with interviews and, and with the PR and stuff like that, that would be my answer. I didn't get charged. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't take a plea. I didn't pay anybody off. We went to court. I didn't get charged. I didn't do it. And you know, still so that, that's my opinion. Yeah, and he still could face league discipline. That's the thing. And so, and, and look, I, I say this loosely too, that, you know, um, if they bring somebody like that in and he's winning football games, then people are going to develop a really quick memory, a loss, I guess, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that people are just fickle and stuff, but, you know, some people that'll change people's minds, I guess, in a way. And I, I think it's the same way because you look at all the kneeling controversy, right? And I remember being in the thick mm -hmm. of it because I was all pro player for that. I, I understand. Look, I think they have a valid point. I think there's a reason why, right? And so, yep. um, but in that, you know, so many people, nope, don't disrespect, don't do that. Nobody wanted to see anything about why they were doing it. It was just, nope, you're disrespecting. Nah, I'm not watching, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, Saints market, their broadcast market's still strong. They're still strong in attendance. I don't think it really affected as much as they said. And Again, I, I mean, it's such a sensitive sob subject and anybody who's been a victim, right, of, of anything, whether it's been heard, not heard, you know, definitely, uh, I can't imagine, right? I can't imagine, right? And it's just a, a hard line and just you know, something that I just never, I don't think I'll ever understand. And, you know, um, I don't know if sympathy is the right word. It's just that there's a lot that goes into it because, you know, my heart breaks for people that have had to deal with stuff like that. And, you know, I don't think yeah. you just take this loosely and take this so small in, in this aspect. But again, 
it's going to be a controversy no matter where he goes. So Atlanta is going to be their problem or New Orleans is going to be their problem. And again, True. You know, Atlanta has more of an uphill battle. Um, but again, I think, you know, look, it's going to be the talk of the town. And, and here's where we stand is, is basically you're looking at him having taken the weekend. We should probably know possibly by Tuesday after we were all sitting on pins and needles, you know, figuring it out. But, you know, I guess the other side of this is, you know, Winston, if, if, do you do you wait or do you try to swoop in because if the Colts get him then you don't have Deshaun I I don't you can't turn to a rookie quarterback this there's no one in this draft that feels ready to go Uh, and Taysom Hill's not going to play week one and start for you I just he's got the list Frank injury I just don't think that's the option that they want to go then you're left with Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield or he might have to look at a different option I mean I know Matt Ryan's been floated out there as, as a potential person for the Colts. Uh, the Seahawks have to find a quarterback. I mean, this could get really bad for the Saints team, and it could end up in the same boat they were last year with this, this quarterback carousel. Yeah, and you know what? You're hitting everything right on the head. Everything you're saying is, is correct, and it could definitely happen. Uh, we may have to go back to the drawing board and, and offer Winston a little bit more money because of this situation, because – you know, Atlanta may have the upper hand of what's going on. So it it could force the Saints' hand to pay Winston a little bit more just to have some security, knowing that we're going to have a quarterback going into the next season. So, I mean, it's a tough situation. It's a, it's a it's part of the game. It's part of this free agency. It's, it's also what makes the NFL so great is because of you just don't know from week to week. You don't know from offseason to offseason. And that's part of the reason why I love this sport, especially the NFL. Yeah. So again, it's, it'll, it'll be interesting. And I get Dennis Allen wouldn't make waves and all these things have come out, but look, the bottom line is you're in a couple of days into the new season. Now you still haven't answered any of your questions, right? You still have right. receiver needs. You still have offensive line needs. You still have a lot of things that you have to address here. And, and, you know, I think some of this market is waiting to see what happens here. Right. And again, um, right. You know, Allen Robinson going to the Rams. That's a move that could potentially help the Saints just because Odell Beckham Jr. still might want to go somewhere else. I mean, or Robert Woods might be a trade option. Right. And so I, I think that's right. obviously things that you look at that it could help them out in the long run. But, you know, it's a bit unsettling to know how much emphasis has been put on the quarterback situation by you know, Dennis Allen and it's still not fixed and it still could get really ugly. And look, I don't, I don't know about you. I get Cleveland and Baker Mayfield's issues. That's, that's not a good look for Cleveland at all, but Baker Mayfield's had some struggles, big struggles. And he's a guy that I don't want to have in this building. You know, just, I don't think he's an answer at quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, I have a tough time trusting just because of his shoulder. Right. I mean, I know it worked right. out with Drew Brees, but you're asking for lightning to strike twice. And, you know, he's going to be good to go, but you're setting yourself up for kind of like uh, at the edge, right? And so I don't know how that's going to play out. But at the same time, if I'm the Saints, I'm really nervous. And hopefully when we find out, because again, you and I talk, I, I think we both think it's Atlanta, right? I think everything that we've heard, everything that we've seen, all the indications feel like it's Atlanta. And if New Orleans pulls us out, that's going to be something. But I'm I would be under the belief that it's not going to be the saints and they better have their exit strategy ready and willing to go. You know what? And you may, you brought up a quarterback named Garoppolo uh, because of the shoulder injury. I honestly think Garoppolo would fit perfect with the saints, even 
coming off the shoulder injury because like we said it worked with Drew Brees can lightning strike twice I think it can and the reason why I think it can is because of our offensive coordinator Pete so so when New Orleans came there so when uh Drew Brees came to New Orleans uh, that was my first year in New Orleans that was his first year in New Orleans and when I tell you his arm was like he was, it was throwing, it, it felt like I was catching from a high school quarterback. Mm. That's how, that's how his arm was. But coach Peyton and Pete, they schemed the offense around certain throws for him to still be effective. And he still was effective, even coming off the shoulder, the shoulder injury, the rehab was, was great for him. And you could tell as the season was going on, his ball became a lot faster. It became a lot harder you know, was throwing a lot harder. So he developed within that season going forward. Now, when we first started out, yeah, his arm wasn't as strong as it was towards the end of the season. So I really feel like with Garoppolo, we could do the exact same thing with him uh, because I think you have the offensive mindsets in the building to base the offense around certain things that he can do at, at this point in time and the things that he can't do at this point in time because we do have a run game. We have a great run game. So I think all those things come into place. And I think our training staff is a good training staff, especially with the new ones coming in. So I really feel like Garoppolo could still be effective in New Orleans. But again, like you said, it's so many questions going on now. Uh, now we need a quarterback. We still need receivers. You know, so now it's, it's getting tough. It's getting tough. And like I said, we got to make some decisions quickly. Yeah, and the good thing is, uh, I think hopefully this is wrapped up by Tuesday, right? I think that's the biggest thing yep. to take away is hopefully by then and then whether these guys are in the holding pattern, you know, whether it's Jameis Winston or, you know, obviously Toronto Armstead's kind of in a holding pattern too. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, of moving parts and pieces here. And again, I, I think <laughs> we didn't even talk really, but Tom Brady's back, right? I mean, that's crazy in itself of him coming back to play. And, and so – I think the pressure oh, is on because you look across the NFC now. I, I mean, everything is in the AFC right now. AFC on paper has got the most dominant, dominant teams out there, right? And especially the AFC West is going to be like the Wild Wild West. And so you look at yes. the NFC, I mean, I guess you could say the Rams are your, your top favorite, but there are a lot of teams that are dropping off this year. And there's a lot of teams that just don't stack up. Right. And the saints, right. If they can get the quarterback situation, I feel like they're in the top three, top four conversation, but you know, I know everybody talks about Dallas, but they traded away Mari Cooper. I got some concerns there from, from Dallas and who doesn't. Right. And so right. Um, green Bay now, no Devonte Adams. I don't know what's going to happen there. And there's just a lot of movement, a lot of flip-flop. And again, maybe after the draft, it'll be better, but the NFC is a lot, a lot, lot less uh, appealing this year as compared to the AFC. Yes, and, and honestly, if I'm a quarterback right now, I would love to be in the NFC. Definitely not the AFC. The AFC, like you say, is loaded, especially in the AFC, uh, AFC West. With where you have the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes, you have uh, the Raiders with Derek Carr, you have uh, Herbert with the Chargers. You know, then you bring in Russell West, not Westbrook, Russell Wilson yep. to Denver. All yep. four of those quarterbacks could be pro bowlers. All four of them. You know, so, yes, you, you hitting it on the head, man. The AFC is brutal. I will definitely I'm, 
I'm glad we're having these issues and we're in the NFC. Because if yeah. we was in the AFC, we would it'd be I don't think this season would be great for us at all if we was having these issues. But I'm glad we're in the NFC. And I mean, of course, I don't you don't want to have the issues that we have, but if you're gonna have them, it's best to be in the NFC to have these issues than it is in the AFC. Yeah, and look, again, with Brady coming back, yeah, he's on the recruiting tour. We've got Russell Gage and obviously some players, are, but they still have a lot of free agents. And look, I, I don't know if this is going to end as well as Brady hopes it is. And, you know, for Saints fans' sake, obviously they're hoping the same thing too. But, you know, obviously he thinks he can still have something. I just don't know what he has left to prove. You know what I mean? I guess that's my only question mark. And maybe you just can't sit there and enjoy retirement for now. But, you know, I know Drew is. He's enjoying every moment <laughs> with his family and his wife and stuff and broadcasting. And so maybe that option wasn't there for Brady or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, again, you just look at how the landscape of things are shaping up. And I don't know if you say there's a clear front runner other than the Rams in the NFC. And so I think it's a prime opportunity for New Orleans. If they can figure out this quarterback situation, they can retool their offense a good bit. I think it's going to bode well for them. So uh, as far as, you know, extra draft capital, they did pick up an extra third rounder or from a compensatory pick for Trey Hendrickson. Um, you know, they've restructured moves. Their defense is going to be intact. The only question mark now is what happens with Quan Alexander and if they're going to turn to Pete Warner and then what's going to happen with Malcolm Jenkins because he restructured his deals and his cap hits are down to less than $2 million a year for the next two years. I don't know about you, but that kind of thinks maybe he's done playing football or maybe he's going to move on. I don't know what the case, but at any rate, Malcolm Jenkins, that could create another hole the Saints have to address. That's true. And he's definitely a, a leader in that in that secondary. Uh, he has a lot of years under his belt. Uh, so losing him would be a big hurt. Uh, it would be a big hit to the Saints in the secondary. Uh, like I said, he's one of the leaders back there. So like I said, you just don't know. It's a lot of question marks out here right now, uh, not just with the Saints, but with a lot of other teams. But of course, you know, with the Saints as our primary, uh, our primary focus. But it's a lot of question marks out here. We just don't know yet. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, we'll see how this works out. But again, you know, it wasn't just Malcolm Jenkins, Courtney Roby. I mean, Courtney Roby, Bradley Roby, Courtney Roby. You know, right? Yeah. I played with them a bit. So, but Bradley yeah, Roby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he took a pay cut as well, but I think that was a smart move to keep him. Um, yes. Just from death perspective, and and so again, I I think the Saints are still in a prime spot here. Uh, again, I just this quarterback situation has got to get figured out. I know we're beating the beating the dead horse right now, but look, it's it's a tough spot because again, you just don't know what's going to happen, and ultimately, what happens is going to impact your franchise in a big way. And so, I, again, we've talked about it. I know you've talked about Watson the last time we're on here. We've talked about Watson before. I've been yep. Jim Jameis, right? I think Winston would have made the most sense, but you know, way that some of these wide receiver markets drying up. I don't know what extra, you know, there are still some, some major players out there and the Saints could still trade, you know what I mean? But at the same time, um, some of these options are kind of drying up on you a little bit. And so I don't know. And ultimately I think both of us think Watson chooses Atlanta and, and stuff. And then let's just absolutely go there. Cause I don't think Atlanta is going to, release Matt Ryan it's just too much of a financial responsibility they got to trade him New Orleans yeah. wouldn't be a trade destination I can tell you that right now but you know if for some <laughs> reason New Orleans or if he gets released for any reason would you consider Matt Ryan I mean this is just yes I don't think it'll ever happen but would you consider Matt Ryan 
I would consider Matt Ryan. I definitely would because at the end of the day, I think my, Matt Ryan is is a better quarterback than anybody we have on the roster right now at the quarterback position. So I definitely would still consider Matt Ryan. I think he still has some left in the tank. Uh, I don't know how much. I don't know how much left. So I don't know how long you would you would have his contract. But I think he got a couple more years in him, a couple more solid years in him. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm i all for a scenario where Matt Ryan comes to New Orleans and ends up getting deep into the playoffs and wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think I'd be the ultimate. Like, okay, Atlanta, you get Deshaun, and then they get Matt Ryan. I've, I've always laughed at that. And, you know, Julio's back on the market, too, so you just get Julio. I mean, he might play only five games for you, but, you know, that would just be absolutely hilarious to me and the ultimate slap in the face. I, I, I definitely think that would be something funny to watch, but – Again, this is all dream scenario. I think the likely thing is they miss out on Watson. Hopefully Winston comes back. Hopefully they get him a better type of deal. I I when we were when I was writing about Winston, I think two years, 37 million sounds about right to keep up with the quarterback market. But I also think offering mm-hmm. some incentives and guarantees upwards up to 50 sounds about right. You know, somebody was mm-hmm. throwing out that he didn't get a good offer the first time. I haven't seen it myself, so I can't tell you that hundred percent. But yeah. You know, I think that would be – I don't think this offense would be bad with Jameis Winston. I think he has a lot of promise. I think he would do well. But you miss out on both of them. I think your next best option is you got to look at Jimmy Garoppolo and then maybe use that 18 overall pick to get a draft. You know, That's draft true. A, a Howe, um, a Malik Willis. Um, maybe you get, you know, Pickett or Coral, and then you just let them sit the bench and then type of uh, develop, I guess. But, you know, I don't think this team has given up on Ian Book, too. I would say that as well. And, again, last year, that, that game wasn't fair to, to, you know, assess him because True. players had, they had 20-something people out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yep. know. If you could put Drew in there, which apparently they did contact Drew. And Drew was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. So <laughs> he wouldn't have done any better either. So uh, I don't know. But it's, it's I got nuts. a question for you, though, John. I got a question for you. Because we're looking for receivers, what do you think about Antonio Brown? What is your thoughts on that? I mean, my only question is how long of the season will you get out of him? I mean, I just – I guess to feel – Saints have barked up that tree before, right? So clearly they were interested in mm-hmm. the past. But, you know, look, his his past is is checkered. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's probably like – playing battleship it's just a matter of when he's going to get sunk right i think that's just the yeah. way i look at him i don't know i don't know if that would be a viable option i know the guy can play the guy's a baller yep. but it's all the off the field stuff that just concerns me and again you know i True. would say put it this way i know how talented somebody like josh gordon is and i feel like and i hope he's got the everything figured out but you know josh gordon was somebody who got derailed because of the off the field stuff and antonio brown's talented as hell <laughs> But he's this off-field stuff. I don't know what teams would take a chance on him. And, I mean, maybe it's a push down the line when you're in a playoff spot and you might just flip, roll the dice. But the way he left Tampa, I don't I don't know if I'm the Saints. I want that, right? And I know Dennis Allen's not going to take no mess from anybody, right? And the same thing right. on office. But, look, I, I, would, I would say hard pass for me. I think you could trade and get a receiver. I think you could sign one. And this draft is going to be talented. If they stick with 18 – and could get Jamison Williams, I'd be happy and content. I don't care who's throwing the football, right? I think Jamison Williams right. is your pair along Michael Thomas, um, you know, but we'll we'll have to see. But, you know, I'm just not uh, – I, I know Brown's talented. I just don't want that headache to co-follow. What about you? 
Uh, you're right. You're right. I think it's the off the field things. Uh, I know when I was playing, uh, he's all he always made comments about, especially l- later in my years. You know uh, how he loved to play in New Orleans. That's why it just just popped in my head about okay, what if what if we get Antonio Brown? What would that look like? But I, like you said, I think the off the field stuff uh, is it's almost like you know it's just when will it happen? You know, when will it happen? If he gets unhappy, if he's not getting the ball, but he's an amazing talent, but you just don't know, you know, the dynamics of how things going to work when he's not happy, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, and you got another person to feed on the other side, Michael Thomas. And again, I, I know Mike wants to rebound and play and rebound his career just because of the past couple of seasons. And, he, you know, 2019 was one thing. And, you know, last two seasons, he hasn't been – He'd been there and he's not really if people say he's still not a top five receiver I don't think I would disagree with him just because he hasn't been on the field but you know um not that Mike's ego would get in the way because everything we understand I mean everything's good there between him and the organization everything's great and he's hungry he's gonna work he's gonna work his tail off and and such and so look I say all that to say you know even if this Watson thing doesn't pan out or any of these players you mentioned Brown and New Orleans interest you can't blame this team because they've always tried and have done their job to try to attract high talent. Ultimately people either pick New Orleans or they don't. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's obviously they, I just think some of the big names they've been tied to. I remember one year, what was it? Randy Moss was rumored to come in and, and try out and do all these <laughs> things. I mean, they tried with Des Bryant, they tried with Brandon Marshall, they tried with a lot of them. And again, none of them really panned out obviously, but, this is a team that stays interested and, and gets, you know, talent in the building. And, um, you know, it's not going to be for a lack of trying. I know the pressure's on. I know that they want to win. <clears throat> Missing the playoffs, I was obviously not going to sit well with them from last year, even though they were that close. Um, but, you know, it's a new era. No Sean Payton, um, no Drew Brees, obviously. And now it's a, a chance for Dennis Allen to make his mark. And I think he can do it. But, you know, obviously he's going to do things totally different. And I don't know, you say, you know what to expect from this team. I think, you know, defensively it'll be good. You want to wait and see what happens to Pete Carmichael. And I, I, we talked about him last time we were on the pod. But, you know, I think once he puts up 30 or 40 points on, on one game, everybody's like, okay, offense will be good. But it only matters if they get a good quarterback to run that system. True, true. I mean, you hit it on the head. Uh, you got to get a quarterback. Uh, every to me, everything else is is secondary until you get your quarterback. Because I've been on teams where has they had great quarterbacks, and I've been on teams that didn't have so good of a quarterback, and it's a big difference. That will make or break your season. So you got to have a quarterback. You have to. Ain't no way around it. Yeah, and hopefully get some answers here soon. So. Well, Terrence, before we get out of here, anything that's going on with you, plug, um, you know, how's things going on your academy and, you know, where's Every, the next move? When are you going to become Coach Copper in, in the uh, NFL? You know, <laughs> ho- hopefully, hopefully that door opens up for me soon. Uh, but I definitely want to give uh, give a shout out to my Aunt Lisa. Uh, she's going through a lot right now, but she's a huge uh, – she listens to our podcast every week. Uh, she, she loves our podcast, but I want to give a shout out to her. She's going through a lot, and I just hope – Hope she uh, feels better and just wanted to let her know I love her. Awesome. Well, prayers and thoughts with her as well. And, you know, everybody has some some things that trying things that they go through in life. And, man, so hopefully uh, she's on the rebound and things work out for her. So definitely be yep. a, very much a prayer for that. So, 
Well, Terrence, on behalf of the Believe Network, we definitely want to thank everybody for coming out and supporting us. Definitely give us a like, uh, subscribe, download, all that good stuff, and any feedback. We'll be at it next week, hopefully, talking whether we got Watson or if it's Winston or something else. So a lot of things to take a look at, but stay tuned. Thanks, guys. for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube